What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hi, friends. Dr. Joseph coming to you today for day 26 of our Action Required Mark podcast and excited to be able to be with you. And I'm going to be reading Mark chapter 7 verses 1 through 23. And I'm going to be reading out of the New American Standard Bible. So let's dig in here and I'll read the passage and then we will make some comments on this. So it begins to say, The Pharisees and some of the scribes gathered around him when they had come from Jerusalem. And seeing that some of his disciples were eating their bread with impure hands, that is, unwashed. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they carefully wash their hands, thus observing the traditions of the elders. Don't miss that phrase. And when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they cleanse themselves. And there are many other things which they have received in order to observe, such as the washing of cups and pitchers and copper pots. The Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat their bread with impure hands? And he said to them, Rightly did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the precepts of of men. Neglecting the commandment of God, you hold to the tradition of men. He was also saying to them, You are experts at setting aside the commandment of God in order to keep your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and he who speaks evil of father or mother is to be put to death. But you say, If a man says to his father or his mother, Whatever I have that would help you is Corban, that is to say, given to God, you are no longer to you no longer permit him to do anything for his father or his mother. Thus invalidating the word of God by your tradition, which you have handed down, and you do many things such as that. After he called the crowd to him again, he began saying to them, Listen to me, all of you, and understand, there is nothing outside the man which can defile him, if it goes into him. But the things which proceed out of the man are are what defile the man. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. When he had left the crowd and entered the house, his disciples questioned him about the parable. And he said to them, Are you so lacking in understanding also? Do you not understand that whatever goes into the man from outside cannot defile him? Because it does not go into his heart, but into his stomach, and is eliminated. Thus he declared all foods clean. And and he was saying, That which proceeds out of the man, that is what defiles the man. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed the evil thoughts, fornication, thefts, murders, adulteries, deeds of coveting and wickedness, as well as deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these evil things proceed from within and defile the man. So Jesus is having this encounter in uh, Mark chapter 7, and uh, he has been preaching. He's been going through the hillsides and the countrysides. You see this even in Mark chapter 6. Uh, I mean, and he's going along and he's teaching. And it was natural for him, especially as he would enter different cities in that area, 
that he would be encountered by the Pharisees and the scribes because they'd want to question him. They could see that he was drawing this crowd and they wanted to question of what he believed, his authority. And so it's it's like he's having these constant conversations around with all these different Pharisees. And so uh, they were. They would come and they would ask what he believed about different things. Sometimes they were trying to trick him. Sometimes they were trying to get him on to do all these uh, different teachings and trying to get him to contradict himself. And yet, this is Jesus Christ. You, you can't do that. Uh, but here they are. They've come to him. They'd even come up from Jerusalem. They had made a trip, and they made a point to find Jesus. Word had gotten to Jerusalem, apparently about Jesus, and they wanted to know. And so here they come, and they bring this question to Jesus about whenever it is regarding the washing of hands. Now, you even hear it in verse 5, Why do your disciples not walk? according to the tradition of the elders, but eat their bread with impure hands. And so what are they asking in this? They're they're asking the question of, do you not uh, validate, do you not see the tradition of the elders as being just as important as the word of God? In fact, we even can see this, uh, you know, what what are they talking about? What's this whole understanding of about the washing of hands? Well, you got to understand there's there's two things that sometimes happen whenever we come to the law, and this is what this is where this is kind of interjected. Whenever we come to God's word, there is the law that that states a a principle and it states a a, a reason for people to to do certain things. And so you have in Exodus chapter thirty that. That the priests were to wash their hands and feet prior to entering the tabernacle. This would be in Exodus chapter 30. And we even see as later on that, you know, people were encouraged, you know, wash your hands, you know, Leviticus chapter 2. Now, for for some ways, that was a, you know, that's just a natural way to just help teach about uh, cleanliness. And But for this, this became a little bit further. This became, you know, for the priest, it was for them a a, a, a a physical cleansing that they would go through. And so this had become not just a, a matter of sanitary practices, but now this become had become something ceremonial uh, to even where, you know, there would be somebody that they would come in, you know, to the temple, you know, they would wash their hands. Uh, and you would see this later on. People would be, you know, before they would eat, they would wash their hands and they would say a special blessing. Blessed be thou, O Lord, King of the universe, who sanctified us by the laws and commanded us to wash the hands. And so they're they're honoring the Lord, you know, through this. But but here's the thing that happens, and this is where we always see sometimes people get in trouble, is that they took it too far beyond the law. In, in fact, they made it to the place of where the tradition was the focus and not God's word. And, and in fact, the religious leaders of that time even knew this. In fact, there's even a rabbi that's that's even quoted. He expounds the, the, uh, the scriptures in opposition to the tradition has no share in the world to come. What was he saying? He was saying, listen, the, the tradition that's been taught, whether it's been through the Mishnah, through the, the Talmud, all, all these different things that this is just as valuable as scripture. Therefore, to contradict this tradition 
meant in the Jewish mind and for the people at that time that you were then contradicting God because they looked at these were God's ordained leaders. And, and so this was a, a big deal of they're coming and they're approaching. And in fact, this is probably one of the more controversial passages to show how how much Jesus was coming to, to really share truth and to, to show the people of how they had put so much trust in their tradition rather than in God's word in, in that way. And so this is this is what happened. So what's Jesus' response? We didn't just say, well, you know what? You know, the, the tradition is bad. You know, uh, we just need to go to God's word. No, he he calls them out on it. You know, verse six, he, he calls them hypocrites, right? And the, he calls them, he says, the people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. They were just going through the motions. They were just walking through it, right? Their, their worship was vanity. There was nothing to their worship. There was nothing behind them cleaning their hands in this way. Instead, they were just following the tradition, and that was it. And in fact, it was even to the place of where they were even trying to say, you know what, this tradition is just as valuable, if not more, than God's word. And he gives an example. He says, you know, you say that you want to follow the law of honor your father and your mother, but what you're doing as priest is you're taking your your things and you're declaring them Corbin, which means that they were devoted to God, which means that any time that they were to be sold, any time that they were to be used, it was to be used only in the the for the temple. It was to be used in a way that, that was going to further the temple. But yet, if they had a sick mother or father, because those items were declared Corbin, they couldn't sell those things and help their mother, their mother and their father. Therefore, they were totally nullifying God's word. They were totally saying, well, you know, yeah, I honor my mother, my mother and my father, but I'm not going to uh, forsake this tradition uh, in order to help my parents, so, and so Jesus is just calling them out on their on their lack of that, and then he goes even a step further. He says, "You know what? Here's what it really comes down to. It really comes down to your heart, right? He he looks at and he always goes to the heart. He looks at what's the heart of the matter." behind this more than anything else. And he says, there's nothing outside of the man which can defile him if it goes into him. But things which proceed out of the man are what defile the man. And what's he talking about? He's talking about how there's things that come out of our hearts, right? We're, we're taking informed action in our lives because we're motivated to take an action. And and sometimes what people would look at, he would say, well, you know, some people could look at, well, you know, uh, well, if I eat this wrong thing or, you know, and that's what they were, they were so caught up in. And yet uh, Jesus is saying, well, no, all that does is whatever you take in in that moment, it goes out of your body. I mean, through the natural biological things that happen through digestion and, and things like that. He says, that's not what we're talking about here. Instead, what he's talking about are the things that maybe we hear, the things that maybe we we put into our minds, the things that we let to rest in our hearts, and that those are the things that start to come out. Those are the things that, that start to reveal themselves in our lives. And that's what he's calling 
out. And he says, verse 20, that which proceeds out of the man, that is what defiles the man. For from within, out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, fornication, thefts, murders, and adulteries. And he just goes on to to list these things. And so Jesus is saying, you know, you, you have a heart issue more than anything else. And may we just be reminded of that, that, that Jesus wants our hearts more than anything else. You know what? He doesn't want your actions if all your actions are done in vanity. He wants your heart. He wants to know that you have the right motivation. He wants to know that you have a heart that desires to honor and glorify the Lord. Because he says, if you have the right heart, if you have a heart that is focused on Christ, that is surrendered to Christ every single day, if you have a heart that desires to obey him, no matter what the circumstance is, then you're not going to get caught up in the tradition of things. And from your heart, whenever things try to come in and they try to defile you because Jesus has your heart, those things won't come out. But if he doesn't have your heart, that's when you start to see these things to be revealed. He's just speaking further and further about just the fruit of our lives. So here's a simple question for you. Does Jesus have your heart? You may have been walking through the tradition of Christianity. Maybe you've done all the right actions. You've done all the right things in order to be a, a picture of being a Christian. And yet there's this thing that's still inside of you that you kind of look at and you go, you know what? I, I don't know if Jesus has my heart. If he has my thoughts, if he has my mind, if he has my desires, I'm just simply going through the routines of Christianity. Friend, I want to tell you, if that's what you think, you could just do all the right things and that that's what's going to save you, friend, it doesn't. And in fact, Jesus is even calling you out here. He's saying you're you're acting like a hypocrite in that way to think that you could just do all the right stuff. Friend, that's that's not what it's about. The question is, does Jesus have your heart? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Right? And then from that comes love love your neighbor as yourself. So does he have your heart? And so uh, it may be just a moment right now that you just need to surrender to him completely. Just say, I I want, Jesus, I want to give you my heart. I surrender my desires to you completely. I've been going through the motions of my life, and I'm ready to be fully surrendered. I, I pray that maybe if you're listening to this, that this is, this is you. And maybe it's, it's you're at a place of where you kind of feel like you know that Jesus has your heart, but you've allowed some of these things to come in and crowd out. Right? You've allowed sin to come in and start to muddy up the waters. And you feel some sometimes in your Christian walk like you're just you're just going through. You're just there's no real heart behind the things. I pray maybe this is a day when you could just be restored to the joy of your salvation and know that Jesus, He loves you. 
know that he he died for you he rose again to give you victory and know as well that he loves you he loves you and he wants you to just surrender your heart to him today so i pray that that's you and that this has just been encouraging for you as you're walking through god's word and just listening to what he's wanting to show you through this don't go through the motions of christianity live a life that is surrendered completely to him god bless you guys look forward to connecting with you at the next time that we come together for our podcast and uh, hope that you'll just continue just to listen and make sure that you're continuing to tune in what god's doing through uh as we just engage in god's word god bless to talk to you soon Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.